Good morning, Calvary. It's good to see you this morning. Good to be seen. Uh, <clears throat> go ahead and let our kids be dismissed. And if you got a Bible this morning, uh, we're going to be in Mark chapter number 10. Uh, the book of Mark chapter number 10. Uh, I'm telling you what, we had church here Wednesday night. If you missed Wednesday night, you missed a great time of a moving of the Spirit of God. And, uh, but I believe He's here to do it again. Uh, <clears throat> sometimes you can hear the recordings. Uh, you can watch the video. But boy, it's just something about being here when God begins to move and stir uh, the way He did Wednesday. At least He stirred in my heart. And I hope that He did yours as well. Mark uh, chapter number 10 is where we're going to be at. And uh, uh, verse number 46 is where we'll begin our reading. Uh, how many of you came to have church this morning? Say amen. Amen. How many of you brought your shout with you this morning? Amen. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, you should not ever walk out of your house without your shout. Uh because some of us shouted at our husbands on the way here. Some of us shouted at our spouses on the way here. Some of us shouted at children on the way here. You might as well shout to the Lord and give Him a little glory this morning too. Amen. Because uh, I, 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 to be honest with you this morning, uh, God is worthy of our shout. He's worthy of our praise this morning. If God woke you up, you've got a reason to shout. Uh, if, 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 if God uh, allowed uh, another week of your wife putting up with you, you've got a reason to shout unto God. Amen? It got quiet. <laughs> In all seriousness this morning, if your kid or your kids is in this house and not a crack house this morning, you've got reason to be shouting unto God. Amen? Amen? Uh, don't get quiet on me this morning. That's truth. That's just truth. If you're, if you're able to say that your kids are in the house of God this morning, whether it be this house or another house, you, you, ought, to be, you ought to be cutting cartwheels because there's a lot that's not. Amen? Uh, God, God, didn't, God didn't call us to sit back on a pew uh, with our mouths closed this morning. God called us to a day of worship. And uh, He called us to be on the front lines uh, and to bring our shout with us. If you've got a Bible, uh, we're going to be preaching on that very thing this morning. Uh, I want to preach a message entitled, There is Power in a Shout. There is Power in a Shout in a shout as long as you're shouting the word of God how many of you know this morning that the Bible says that his word will not return void amen his word will not return void he said uh, if he said it I believe it and that's the end of it uh, he said it it's receivable and that's the end of it so just give God some praise this morning uh, Matthew, uh, Mark, I'm sorry, chapter 10, verse 46. Look with me at the reading of God's word. Verse number 46. It, the Bible says, And they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a great number of people 
blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timarius, Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he shouldn't hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal, Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be good, be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garments, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, what wilt thou that I should do unto thee? You got to pay close attention to this. Jesus asked the question, what, 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 what do you want? Now, what do you want? I, I, I'm not going to preach that, but I, I want to relate that for just a second. He's speaking to a blind man. He said, what do you want me to do? Let me ask you this morning. What is it in your life that you want Jesus to do? Right now. What is it in your life that you are needing God to do? You think on that for a moment. Jesus looked upon a blind man and said, What is it? What is it that you need of me? You see, you got out of your bed this morning and, you, and, and, and hopefully you showered. Amen. You come to the house of God. It's cold outside. You could have sat in the house and watched Dr. Phil. But, but, but there was something inside of you that moved you. What is it that you're needing Jesus to do today? Jesus looked on this blind man, blind Bartimaeus, and he said, What is it that you want? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive some sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith have made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way there is power in a shout let's pray father in jesus name i come before you today just a humble servant god i'm asking you to do something lord you've never done before god i know that you're a powerful god a god that's able A God that desires to heal your people. A God that's capable of healing your people. A God that's hungry for your, for praise from your people. A God that desires to hear from us. And Lord, as we come to this place, this house of worship today, I ask you by the moving of the Holy Spirit that you would move in the hearts of people. God, do something you've never done in a life before.
God, be one here that needs salvation. Today would be the day that you'd lift the blinders off their eyes and their hearts. They'd come to you, receive the greatest gift in the world, the gift of Jesus. God, there's others here that need a physical touch. God, they need a healing. And I I pray in the name of Jesus uh, uh, that God uh, uh, you would reach down, touch them, heal their broken bodies. Uh, And some here today, God, uh, they have a broken spirit. God, they they need a transformation in their spirit and their minds. God, I pray that you'd go to where they're at. Uh, Begin to speak to them right now. God, have your way today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Uh, um, It's good to be here. Uh, uh, How many uh, uh, this morning you came to the house of God ready to receive something? You came expecting God to do something. And I I hope uh, as you come and you've prepared yourself for worship, I I hope that you have come uh, looking uh, for a mighty move of God. Uh, And I hope that you brought uh, your shout with you because... uh, If I know anything, I know this, that there is miracles that are in need in this place this morning. There's some of you that you need a miracle in your life today. And there's others that, boy, you need a blessing in your life today. And there's some that are sick and afflicted and you need a touch of healing today. And there's others that have unsaved loved ones and you're needing a God to do something something in their lives today and I want to say to you that you need to get ready to shout because there is power in the shout this morning. Proverbs 8 and 21 said this death and life are in the power of the tongue. There's power in the shout today. There's power of life and death in the tongue. James said it this way, blessings and curses flow from the same mouth. You can bless and you can curse with the mouth. Well, who came seeking something today? Your blessing is in your mouth. If there's a need in the house today, then uh, there's a shout that needs to be shouted. Well, pastor, uh, you know, I'm a little shy and I'm a little sensitive and and I got this going on. And you know, I never done church like that before. Well, let me say this to you this morning. Uh, If that's how you feel, I'm going to be blunt. I'm going to be honest and I'm going to say it in love. Your need is not important enough. Preacher, that was cold hearted. Because when your need gets big enough, when your problem gets bad enough, when your circumstance and situation get bad enough, you will not care who's watching, you will not care who's listening. When things get bad enough in your life, you will do whatever you have to do in order to get deliverance. You will do whatever you have to do to get in touch with Jesus. Let me stop right there and tell you one thing you can do deliver you in this house this morning. God is waiting for His people to get back to a position that where they will shout and they will let Him know what they need. Say, preacher, I don't believe a word of that. 
I'm glad because I just read you the Word of God. And I want to show you in these passages what takes place and why blind Bartimaeus is in heaven today seeing like he's never seen before. Look with me in our text. We see that the shout of blind Bartimaeus caused a powerful move of God. It was a shout from a blind man that caught the attention of Jesus. And it ended in a miracle that took place in life. It ended with him receiving his sight. You see, there was power in his shout. And I'm convinced today that we have the same power, we have the same kind of impact when we cry out to Jesus the way Bartimaeus did. Scripture says in verse 49 that his shout was so powerful that it brought God to a complete standstill. Now you think about that for a minute. An all-present, an all-knowing, an all-powerful God who is ever-knowing and ever-moving came to a standstill on that day because of a shout of a blind man. There's only three things in Scripture that ever brought Jesus to a standstill. And one of them was a shout from a blind man. We do church every week. And every week, I have this gut, tied up, retching, stabbing feeling that there's a need of God's people. And every week, I've got this, this, this feeling that, that God is wanting to do such a great things in the people of God. But every week I, I fall prey to the thinking that God wants to do something. God's able to do something. But God's people are not ready to get something. You see, we've got so used to doing church one way that we have somehow began to put God in our own little God-shaped box of saying that God can do this and God can do that, but I'm going to continue to go to church. I'm going to continue to do it my way. I'm going to continue, but I've got needs in my life, but I'm not going to shout out to Jesus. I've got needs in my life, but I'm not going to cry out to Jesus. I've got needs in my life, but I'm going to do things my way. Can I say this morning, uh, had Bartimaeus done things his way, he'd still be blind today. Had he just sat there and not cried out to Jesus, boy, he'd liable to still be blind. But boy, there was something inside of him that moved that said, Jesus, I need... We need to learn how to shout like Bartimaeus. Now, I'm not talking about spitting and shouting and all. Like, 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 I'm not talking about you acting a fool. 
I'm not talking about that. Unless the Holy Spirit hits you just right now. If the Holy Spirit hits you just right, I hope you would be obedient and allow God to do. See, that's what's wrong with us. This ain't in my notes, but Lord Jesus is doing it. That's what's wrong. We have lost all sense of worship and praise. We have got so dignified that, boy, oh, I'm worried I can't let God, God do that in my life. Oh, he must be from that Pentecostal crowd. He must be from that other side. He's the other side of the track. On this side of the tracks, we just sit here with our hands folded and uh, uh, we just listen real good and uh, we don't even give an amen unless uh, he begs for it. We all come to church with a need this morning. There's not a person in here that didn't come to this place that has something in their life that, that they need from God. But yet, uh, God's here. God's asking what it is that you need and we won't move toward Him. This morning, before we leave today, my intentions is to have you shouting like Bartimaeus. My intention is to have you shouting like Bartimaeus. And if you're going to shout like Bartimaeus, there's three things I want to show you, and we'll go home. And number one, Bartimaeus had a shout of faith. He had a shout of faith. Look with me at verse number 47. The Bible said, And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. When he heard that Jesus was coming, did you see that? Did you, did, does your Bible say the same thing my Bible says? Does it read the same? It said that he heard Jesus was coming because... He couldn't see Jesus coming. He heard Jesus. Somebody was talking. And he had to overhear somebody said, Jesus is going to come by today. And when he heard it, he immediately started shouting for Jesus. Notice with me that he did not wait for Jesus to get to him. Notice that he didn't wait for something to move him. He didn't wait for the right song to be sung. He didn't wait uh, 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 for two fast songs, one slow song, and then a sermonette. He didn't wait until he felt better. He didn't wait uh, until it got quiet. He didn't wait until it got loud. He didn't wait until somebody else started shouting. He didn't wait until somebody touched him and said, there Jesus is. Uh, he, the Bible said that he heard Jesus was coming, and that's all that it took. Uh, he started shouting because he knew if Jesus was going to pass by today, he did not want Jesus to miss him. I'm here to, today to tell you, I don't want Jesus to miss me. I'm going to give a shout of faith and cry out to God before he does what he's going to do. I want him to know I don't want him to be missed. Amen. 
he gave a shout of faith. He expected his shout to move Jesus. Let me ask you something. You got in your car this morning and came to this house. You don't got to answer this out loud. You answer this in your own heart. Why? Why? Say this, and I'm going to say this with love, kindness of a pastor's heart. If the why behind that is, well, I've always went to church. We may be missing the mark of why we come to this place. Well, preacher, I, I just come to church because I, I've always come to church. But if you thought just maybe, you said, boy, Jesus is going to pass by. The Bible said he was blind. I'm going somewhere with this. You just bear with me. The Bible said he couldn't see Jesus coming. The Bible said uh, he couldn't see who was coming up the road. All he knew was that he heard it was Jesus. He never saw Jesus perform any miracles in his life. Blind Bartimaeus has never seen Jesus do anything. But he heard Jesus had performed miracles. Blind Bartimaeus was walking by faith and not by sight. And his faith came by hearing because he could not see. And as soon as he heard about Jesus passing by his way, he started crying out. How many know this morning that sometimes God is just looking that you and I would just have a shout of faith. That you and I would just, just believe on what He said, stand on what He said, have faith on what He said, even though we can't see what He's already doing. Sometimes God just wants us to believe it, stand on it, what He is doing. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. Blind, he couldn't see. All he could do was hear. I can imagine blind Bartimaeus sitting there. Now you bear with me. I can imagine him sitting there and saying, Jesus ain't going to pass me by. God, that's good. I knew it was going to be quiet in here. I wasn't going to get no help this morning because when you get in people's pew, you don't get help. But I can imagine him sitting there going, he ain't missing me. I can't see him. But I'm going to make sure he hears me. <laughs> I can't see what he's doing, 
but I'm going to make sure he knows that I'm reaching out to him. You see, oh, Jesus, help me. Some of us this morning, we got a need in our lives. We come to the house of God every week with needs in our lives, burdens in our lives, problems in our lives, but we expect Jesus to come to us. Sometimes Jesus just said, hey, what do you need? Will you just come to me? Will you just give me a shot? Don't let me pass you by. But he said, I can't see him. I don't know where he's at. I don't know what he's doing, but bless God, he's going to hear me. You see, this morning, when your problem gets bad enough, I'm going somewhere. You let him know. Some of us ain't there yet. We're still carrying burdens. We wonder why we don't got no victory. We wonder why we're walking around sad with no joy. We wonder why we can't worship. We wonder why we ain't got no praise in us. We wonder why our life is defeated. We wonder why our marriages are falling apart. We worry we, we, because we're walking around with our head between our legs, tucked down in a position of defeat. When the Bible says uh, that the people of God, we have victory because death, hell, and the grave has been conquered. There's a spirit living inside of us that cannot die. It will not die. It cannot lose a battle. It's the spirit of a holy God, and it lives inside of you and I. We shouldn't be walking around like that. We ought to be shouting to victory. We ought to have joy. We ought to be full of glory because of what Jesus has done for you and I. Hey! Bartimaeus said, I can't see him. But he's going to hear me. He had a shout of faith because he didn't know where Jesus was at. He didn't know what Jesus was going to do. He had never seen Jesus do anything, but he had heard. I have heard some things this morning. <laughs> I have heard of Jesus doing some things this morning. I physically never seen Jesus lay his hand on nobody with cancer and them lose it. But I have heard some things about it. Hey, hey, I, I've never seen Jesus come down and place his hand on somebody and remove sickness. But bless God, I've heard some things about it. I have eyewitnesses of some people that I know in my life that say, Hey, preacher, let me tell you, I had cancer. The doctor told me I didn't have six months to live but I told them, do another x-ray. Hey, do another CT scan. And they done it. And all of a sudden, the cancer was gone. I know that God touched me. Can I see it? But he knew it. He shouted on things he could not see. He had a shout of faith. If you've heard of God doing some things, maybe you've not seen it with your own two eyes, but maybe you've heard of God doing some things and you've got a problem in your life, you ought to be shouting unto Jesus. And maybe you're here this morning and you've seen God do some things. You ought to be shouting the praises of Jesus. You ought to come to church expect... Mm. 
You ought to come on in expecting God to do it again. Hey, I don't know about you, but I can't control myself today. I don't know, but I'm getting tired of dead religion and we act like we don't serve a powerful God. I'm getting tired of God's people not getting delivered. I'm getting t- Hey, we need to come to the house of God expecting a powerful God to do something powerful in our lives. We come in dead. We leave dead. No! We need the power of God. How do I get as a shout of faith? He had a shout of faith. His shout of faith made all the difference. made all the difference watch this because it stopped Jesus when Jesus stops things happen you see when Jesus passed by Saul he became Paul (laughs) when Jesus passed by John the revelator The Bible says this, John said, when I saw him, I fell at his feet. When they shouted at the walls of Jericho, the Bible said they came falling down. When they, uh, when Ezekiel was told uh, to shout on some dead bones, all of a sudden uh, dead bones become alive. And when Jesus passed by me one Sunday morning, well, I have not been the same since that day. I've not lost my shout. I've been through hell and back in order to get the things where I got today because Jesus passed by my way. I'm saying to you, church, uh, have a shout of faith. We need to get our shout back. We live in a in a sight and sound generation. It's not a, enough today to hear the word. It's not enough to preach the word with power and authority. My concern is that Christians these days, they want to try and prove what God can do instead of just asking God to do it. We need to stop worrying about what God can do and know that He can and will do whatever He promises to do. And the Bible says that you have not because you ask not. And the Bible says, let him who needs wisdom, let him ask of God and He'll give it. The Bible says that, hey, let us come to the throne of grace boldly and make our petitions known. The Bible says, hey, if if He said it, you can believe it. You go for the taking if you come asking him for it. But when somebody preaches like this, people think they're crazy and they think there's a prosperity gospel and I'm not preaching a prosperity gospel. I'm not telling you if you put two in, he's going to give you four. But I am telling you this, 
Blind Bartimaeus sees today and he was blind before he shouted Jesus. We need to be like Bartimaeus and begin to shout for what he will do before he ever does it. A little shout goes a long way. We need to stop worrying and start shouting and receive the blessing of God. We need to be persistent. I was reading a story this week. God began to stir in my heart about this little girl with cancer. True story. And... uh, The doctor had told the family, this was what the doctor told the family. The doctor told the family this, you need to make a decision. Either she's going to die in the hospital or she's going to die at home. She had leukemia. She's either going to die in the hospital or she's going to die at home. But she's going to die in one of those places. Now, you're pumping her full of, we're pumping her full of this medicine. It's making her sick as a dog. She is miserable. And the doctor said, I'm telling you now, it's not going to help her any. It's not going to prolong her life any. All it's going to do is make her sick. You've got a decision to make. You can either take her home and let her die in her bedroom, or you can just keep pumping her full of junk and let her die in the hospital. The daddy looked at her and said, my daughter's not. The doctor said, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you've got two choices. The daddy said, God told me she's not going to die. The doctor said, I'm telling you, it's, 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 he said, unhook her and take her home. They unhooked her and they took her home for seven nights for seven nights. This is a true story. If it's a lie, they told it. For seven nights, they held prayer meeting at that house. For seven nights, uh, they had preachers uh, and teachers uh, and Christians uh, and elders, uh, and they had the people of God to surround that house. And for seven nights, they gathered around her bed and they prayed. And for seven nights, they marched around that house and prayed. And they said on the eighth day, they said they began to shout heaven down because God had given a revelation uh, that that girl would not die. And all of a sudden, uh, a month went by, two months went by, she went back to the doctor and the doctor said hey I would never would have believed that she'd still be alive today I'm saying persistence with our shouts persistence pays off that leads me to number two he had a shout of faith but number two he had a persistent shout Our text said that Bartimaeus shouted when he heard Jesus was coming. And in verse number 48, look what the Bible said there. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. You know what that tells me they were saying? Shut up. He ain't got time for you. Hush. Quit all that shouting. 
they charged him not to say nothing. (laughs) But the Bible says that he cried even the more a great deal. I I love studying the Word of God and finding little nuggets like this. How many times have you read that and missed a great deal? I was in the I was in studying in prayer this week, and when I saw a great deal, I don't know it done something for my soul. I, I can't explain what it done to me. But I was studying this week, and, and I was sitting there, and I, I was trying to put words on paper. I was trying to listen to God, and all of a sudden, uh, when I saw great deal, my heart just got lifted up. Uh, I come up out of my chair, and I began to praise the Lord. Uh, you know why? Because when they told him to hush, when they told him to shut up, when they told him to stop all that shouting, uh, the Bible said that he didn't just keep right on shouting. Uh, he he got louder. He cried more. He become a great deal shouter. Uh, he didn't care what the majority thought. Uh, he didn't care uh, what the elders thought. Uh, he didn't care what the religious crowd thought. Hey, bless God, I don't care either. He, he didn't care what everybody else. He knew he had a need and he was persistent in shouting for Jesus to come meet his need. I wouldn't leave this house today without getting my needs met. He said he began to cry out a great deal more. He didn't care if they tried to shut him up. He was on a mission to see Jesus. And he couldn't see Jesus unless Jesus opened his eyes. Good heavens. Can I? You can't see Jesus unless Jesus opened your eyes. You can't see him unless he allows it. You see, watch this now, watch this. The Bible says without the wooing and the drawing of the Spirit, one cannot be saved. God has got to draw you. He's got to pull you in. In other words, a lot of people walking through this world with blinders on their eyes, they can't see Jesus. But when God begins to pull those blinders down, and then you can see Him. Blind Barmay said, I can't see Him right now. I can't see him. My physically, I cannot see him unless he touches me. Uh, but you know what? I want to touch so bad that I am going to scream and I'm going to cry and I'm going to shout until God does something. Can I say to you today, you're here this morning. You've got a need in your life. You need God to do something. I would not stop. I would not quit. I would not quit bombarding heaven with prayers. I would not quit shouting. I would not quit calling on Jesus until uh, he removed whatever it was in my life that was causing me to miss. Uh, I would continue to shout, be persistent in calling out to Jesus. He was persistent. He was prepared to shout till Jesus came. I love that part too. This is my, I I should just use this as a Bible study because I'm telling you, 
he was prepared to do what he had to do until Jesus came. You know how I know that? Because he couldn't see Jesus coming. He started shouting then, not knowing when Jesus was going to be there. He kept right on shouting and kept on shouting until Jesus. He was prepared to do whatever he had to do until Jesus got there. Some of you got lost loved ones. Are you prepared to do what you got to do until Jesus gets there? Some of you got physical needs. Are you prepared to do what you got to do until Jesus gets there? Are you prepared to do whatever it is you got to do until Jesus gets there? He was prepared to shout until Jesus passed by. He couldn't see him. He couldn't, he couldn't, uh, but he had to shout till he got there. Too many of us lost our shout years ago. We got tired of shouting our lungs out for Jesus. We got tired of praying and praying and praying and praying. We got tired. We got tired. And we quit. We need to get our shout back, church. Some of us have lost tears. We need to get our tears back to where we lay on an altar of God and cry out until He answers. Somebody said, well, preacher, what do you think so-and-so will think about it if I do that? It ain't so-and-so's business. It's between you and God. Preacher, if I come to that altar, people's going to think things of me. It ain't none of their business. It's between you and God. Matter of fact, you can come right now and lay on this altar. You can lay on this altar all service. I will step over you. It ain't nobody's business. It's between you and God. You can lay down in the middle of the floor right here if you want to and cry out to God. I ain't going to stop you. I'll step over you. What are they going to think, preacher? It doesn't matter what they think. As long as you get to Jesus, that's all that matters. Don't let anybody, don't let anybody ever tell you that you can't dance or shout in church. Don't let anybody ever tell you you can't get happy in church. Because the Bible said David danced before the Lord. <laughs> before the walls of Jericho fell down, they had to shout. On the day of Pentecost, the Bible says, uh, boy, the Spirit of God descended down and they started speaking in tongues. And I believe this morning, if we're going to tell the world on our sign out front that this is a Spirit-filled church, we need to start seeing some outward manifestations of the Spirit of God moving in this place. If we're going to tell people, hey, uh, we got a Spirit-filled church, you ought to come to our, hey, hey there needs to be a moving Spirit in here. We need to ignore the crowd, quit worrying about the haters, start shouting to the Savior. There is power in your shout. 
We've got to move beyond what people think and bless God anyway. And when you bless God, you can expect Him to bless you back. Number three, and I'll be done. He was persistent. He, he shouted even the more. And then he had an expectant shout. See, there, there needs to be some expectance when I shout. When we ask God for a blessing, as a matter of fact, the Bible tells us if we ask and don't believe, paraphrasing this, it's a waste of your breath and God's time. If we ask and we don't believe, matter of fact, he tells us in Matthew that we ought to go ahead and claim it like we have it already. He says you need to expect something when you ask God for something. When we shout to the Lord, we should expect Him to shout right back to us. When we ask God to bless us, we can expect God to bless us. Our text said Bar made a shout it in faith. And when he heard Jesus was coming and they told him to hush, he shouted more. He got more persistent. When they told him to sit down, he wouldn't sit down. And Jesus honored his faith. And he shouted back to him. He commanded them, the Bible says, look with me. Verse 49, Jesus stood still. He stopped. He commanded him to be called. I'm telling y'all, I'm sorry. I know I'm scattered this morning, but you, you, you can only see what I'm seeing. Do, 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 who did he command to call him? You ever thought about that? I'm going to tell you. Everybody that was standing around like this. Yes. Everybody that was standing around just watch this. Now watch this now. This is good. You won't get this anywhere else. They was all there because Jesus was going to pass by. The crowd was there because of Jesus, Dennis. It was the crowd, it was Jesus that caught draw the crowd there. But Jesus stopped and said, Bring him to me. He looked at all the religious folks, and he looked at all the dignified folks, and he looked at all the people that was too good to shout to Jesus, and he said, Hey. Your problem ain't bad enough or you'd be crying out too. But that fellow over there, he's got a problem. You bring him to me. Hey, church, if you got a problem big enough, you ought to be crying out loud enough so that Jesus will stop. Everybody else was just standing around. 
Jesus is coming. Would you shut him up? Had him, would you take him out back and beat him? Tie him up? Do something? Get him out of here. I want to see Jesus. I, hey, Jesus! Have mercy on me! Shut him up! Jesus! Have mercy! Shut him up! Jesus! Bring him to me! He's the one that needs it. He expected Jesus to hear him. He expected God to stop. I'm tired of all the Pentecostals having all the fun. Church of God, they be having fun. I don't believe God just moves in their churches. <laughs> Somebody say amen right there. Somebody help me. I don't believe he, God just moves in them churches. But I believe they come expecting God to do something. I remember a little old lady years ago. You remember they had that big, big, big old, big old hair dudes, beehives they call them. Every Sunday, she'd come bouncing through those doors and that hair be swaying. And by the time she left, that hair was everywhere because she didn't got in the spirit of God and was climbing pews and, and acting a crazy woman. But boy, uh, uh, she got in the spirit of God. God speak to her and she let everybody know that I'm hearing from Jesus today. Okay, move on, preacher. Okay, let me let me let me let me get me re get back to where I need to be. And they and Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. In other words, he said, All y'all that don't need me, bring the one to me that needs me. I can't move from that. God, that's powerful. That is absolutely powerful. Since y'all don't need me. Y'all pick the one up that needs me and bring them on over here because I'm going to bless somebody. Oh, boy, I come to the house today and you may say, Preacher, I don't, I need him. I need a blessing. I need a fuel. I need a filling up of the Spirit of God today because I'm fighting hell every day in a world that needs Jesus. Hey, I need uh, 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 to be touched from God today. I need the Spirit of God to move in my life today. I need him. But when I come to the house of God, I come expecting God to do something. I was back there in my office in prayer earlier and I was just praying, God, you do something today you've never done before. God, would you just do something today in somebody's life that you've not ever done before? Would you touch somebody today? Would you move in a way you've not moved before? God, God, I expect you to do something. Jesus said, bring him to me. He called him. Watch this now. And they called the blind man. <laughs> hey, you. You can shut up now. You got the master's attention. Let me tell you something. It wasn't just religious folks. Jesus' own disciples had the same attitude. You remember when they was, the kids wanted to come to Jesus and the disciples were like, don't bother him. Don't bother him. 
And Jesus looked at them and said, Such is the kingdom of God. Don't you hinder them children from coming to me. Such is the kingdom of God. What Jesus is trying to show you and I this morning, if you want to get his attention, you're going to have to do something. If you want to get his attention, you're going to have to let him know you need it. He is a gentleman and he will not force himself on you. But boy, if you'll open up your heart and open up your lips and tell him you need something, I guarantee you this, he'll meet you where you're at. I expected an amen right there, but I didn't get one, so let me say it again. If you'll open up your heart, open up your lips, he will meet you where you're at. Watch this, I gotta keep going. So, so what, 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 what happens now? They say, bring him over here. And then they, they whisper in his ear, be of good comfort. Rise. He calls you. He's calling for you. See him. He couldn't see him. So they had to say, just be, be of good comfort. In a way, they're still telling him to hush. You can calm down now. You can calm down. Jesus is going to see you. You can calm down now. But if you miss this part, then you've missed the whole message. Watch this. Watch what happens. And he, casting away his garments. <laughs> came to Jesus. There's a few words in there you need to really pay attention to. And those words are casting away his garments. Casting away his garments. If there's one thing a blind man needs, it needs to know where his stuff's at. If you know anybody that's blind, you know this. They've got a certain place they put their stuff because they can't see it. So they need to memorize where it's at. Anybody know anybody here blind? Benny blind? Benny blind. When you went to Benny's house, he had an he had a, he had a area. His ashtray. He knew his ashtray was at, didn't he? Okay. They got a certain way they have to learn. They count steps. To the fridge. One, two, three, open. Okay, my bathroom is one, two, three, four, right. One, two, three, left. They have to know that because they're blind. If not, they're walking around hitting everything. The Bible said he cast his away. In other words, his garments, I can imagine this. His walking stick, I can imagine He said, I don't need this no more. Let me ask you a question. When you come through those doors this morning, did you cast anything off and say, you know what? I don't need this no more. Oh, good heavens. I feel like running. You see, he expected when Jesus called him, 
He said, Jesus is going to touch me. I just know it. I don't need these garments no more. Boy, Russell, when God touched me, I didn't need the liquor no more. When God touched me, I didn't need the dope no more. When God touched me, I didn't need man's approval no more. When God touched me, I didn't need some religious crowd to tell me what I can and what I can't do. When God touched me, I didn't need somebody to say, well, we're in church. We don't act like that. No, when God touched me, the Bible says, if the Son shall make you free, bless God, you're free indeed. And when He touched me, all the chains fell off. When He touched me, all the shackles fell off when he touched me all the sin that controlled my life I just cast it to the side and said I don't need you anymore oh boy blind Bartimaeus uh, he expected that God was going to heal him uh, when he started shouting way back there he threw everything to the side let's keep going you're not as happy about it as I am so let's keep going And casting his garments, he rose and he came to Jesus. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us, but this is how I imagine it happened. Because I don't need this stuff no more. And he couldn't see Jesus, but I can imagine Jesus saying, Barmaeus, I'm over here. Barmaeus, I'm right here. Barmaeus, won't you come over here? I'm, this is where I'm at. You say, preacher, why, why, why do you say that? Because I imagine that's what God's doing to some of you right now. You're looking at your life and you've got need after need after need after need after need. And Jesus is right now, he's saying to you, Come over here. I'm right here. Cast those garments off. You don't need them anymore. Won't you you come over here? I'm right here. Some of you are holding on to things that you need to let go of. And Jesus is saying, I'm right here. I'm right here. All you got to do is come over here. All you got to do is come over here. I'm right here. Watch this now, and I'll I'll be done, I promise you. He rose and came to Jesus. We're back at verse 51. And Jesus answered and said, What is it that you need? What, what, What should I do to you? What's all that shouting been about, Bartimaeus? I feel him right there. God, you don't feel that spirit. What is it that you need? What should I do for you? You've been shouting, and you've been shouting. Bartimaeus, when I come over that ridge, I saw the crowd, but the crowd didn't surprise me. But boy, I heard somebody shouting. Bartimaeus I come to this place, but boy, I come for you. 
I come for you. Why? Because I heard you shouting my name. I heard you crying out for mercy. What is it that you need me to do, Bartimaeus? And the Bible says the blind man. They don't even call him by name now, just the blind man. The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. That I might see you. That I might lay my eyes on you. He doesn't say, I need a million bucks. All he says is, God, I need to see. I need to see. What are you going to see, Bartimaeus? I need to see you. I need to see you, Jesus. You say, preacher, the Bible doesn't say that, but watch this. I'm going to show you something. Show you something right here. Look what he says. Jesus said unto him, Go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And this last part is so good. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Followed Jesus in the way. What's that mean, preacher? When Jesus gave him his sight, he wouldn't take his eyes off of him. He followed him in the way. In what way, preacher? Every way he went. Bartimaeus had faith that caused him to shout before Jesus got there. Bartimaeus had persistency that caused him to shout when everybody else told him to stop. Bartimaeus had expectations. When Jesus arrived, he threw off everything that he had. I don't need this no more. Bartimaeus took action of what was going on in his life. He didn't sit back and wait for God to do something. He met God halfway. He met the Lord halfway with a shout and Jesus began to shout right back let me ask you this morning and I'm done what needs in your life are you not bringing before the Lord What needs in your life are you holding all to yourself? And you wonder why you're stressed out. You're wondering why you're about to pop. You wonder why you got more on you than you feel like you can carry. Won't you bring it to Jesus? And 
there's others in here. There was one time in your life that you was active in your worship life. You was active in your praise life. But somewhere down the road, you just quit. I want to encourage you this morning to get your shout of faith back. Get your persistency back. Get it back. Get it back. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I'm going to ask you to stand. I want to tell you this this morning, church. There is power. There's power in that. I'm not talking about shouting so that people see you. I'm not talking about shouting so that people will notice you. I'm talking about there's power when the child of God shouts before the Lord and says, Jesus, have mercy on me. God, have mercy on me. Jesus, have mercy. There's power when we shout in faith, shouting that God's going to do something before he ever does it. There's power when you proclaim it, that God's going to do it. I can't understand it. There's power. Will you shout this morning? Father, in heaven, God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, We humble ourselves in your presence today. We thank you, Lord, for this time in the good house of God. Father, I thank you, Lord, for loving us. I thank you, Lord, for caring for us the way you do. I thank you, Lord, for blessing us. But God, in this place today, I know that there is so many different needs that are in here. God, there's people that are struggling in faith. There's people that are just in a just the spiritual bind. God, I know that there's things going on in our lives, God, that we have lost our shout to you. God, I pray today and ask in your blessed holy name. God, that the power of God would move in this place right here, right now, and God, that you would give your give the shout back. Lord, if there's one here, they've lost their shout, God, put it back in their lungs. Lord, there's one that needs a healing miracle this morning, God, let them have faith enough to stand. Let them have faith enough to say, I proclaim what James chapter number 5 says. Let them call for the elders of the church. Let them have faith. God, there's others spiritually sick, God. They're lost in sin. God, let them call upon the great name of Jesus to break those chains. Lord, there's others that may be trapped in this, trapped in that. God, let them have faith to cry out to Jesus. Bless God. Have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. You come this morning. There's a need.
tell you something. I can't give it to you. I can't do it for you. But I know this. You cry out to the one that can do something about it, and he'll meet you where you're at. If you'll be sincere with him, he'll be sincere with you. If he said it, he meant it. You can stand on it. Take it to the bank. Cash that check. God's not a God that his word will ever return void. My Bible says that, boy, our sons and daughters, can't do it, you got to do it. God, I got a need in my life.
tonight. Tonight we're going to preach on family time. And I think tonight will be a, a big help to you. If you're trying to build your family, and you ought to be trying to build your family around God, I think if you'll come back tonight, tonight will help you. We're going to preach on family time. What is family time? Well, you got to come back tonight to hear what the Word of the Lord has to say. So thank you so much for being here. God bless you all. Uh, I'm going to ask Brother Mike Fleming to dismiss us.